I want to talk to you today as we're in our series, Home for Christmas, about the good shepherd, the good shepherd. Uh, Christmas season is my favorite time of the year. So from Thanksgiving to Christmas, I absolutely love it. It's just my favorite time of the year. I love everything about it. I love the Christmas lights. I love Christmas music. I'll play um, on my little Pandora. I got Christmas music on my iPhone playing. I just enjoy the Christmas season. I, I love the food around Christmas time. I mean, I just love, I, I, matter of fact, this past week, I picked up two or three pounds. If I'm honest with you, in the last two days, I picked that up. You know what I'm saying? I just love the food. I, I, I love eggnog. I wish they had it all year round. You know what I'm saying? But, but during the holiday times, I love it. I love everything about eggnog. I like eggnog by itself. And then I like eggnog with eggnog milkshakes. And I like eggnog, eggnog French toast. I like eggnog casserole. I had my first this week, my first time ever. I had eggnog custard pie. Mmm, mmm, mmm. We had some friends over. I told them it wasn't any good at all. You don't want any of that, but they still had some. But it was so Good. I, I love the food during the, the holiday season. I, I love the traditions during the holiday season. And my family has traditions. We, we, we put up Christmas trees everywhere. We're kind of Christmas tree fanatics. We've got a couple in the living room. We've got, we've got one in our bedroom. And there's, there's, there's Christmas trees in the kids' rooms, little Christmas trees. We got Christmas trees everywhere. We love it. We, we gather around from Thanksgiving to Christmas. We go around the Christmas tree as a family. And we all touch the Christmas lights and say, Jesus is the light of the world. And we sing Christmas songs. And we, talk, we answer questions about Jesus and the Christmas story. It's just a great traditions that we have in our home. But the thing that I love the most about Christmas is that Jesus is in our home. I think Christmas is just not Christmas. The lights, the gifts, the music, the food, without Jesus being in our home. And I love that in the Cooper home, that the Lord is our shepherd. And he leads our lives and he leads our homes and he leads our home. And my hope today as I teach God's word about the good shepherd, that if he's not in your home and leading your home, that today you'd make that decision to make the good shepherd the leader of your home. Because that really is what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to be your shepherd. Let's look at that together in Matthew chapter 2 and, and verse number 1. This is the Christmas story and, and, and the birth of Christ and, and the events following the birth of Christ. And it says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of Herod, King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard that, that this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had all to call together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. Notice verse 6 very carefully. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Will shepherd. Come on, at all of our locations, everybody say shepherd. shepherd. Notice that he will shepherd my people 
Israel. Jesus was born to be our shepherd. And the Bible uses the analogy of God being the shepherd, Jesus being the shepherd, and us as humanity being the sheep. You may not realize this, but, but you and I have a lot of sheep-like tendencies. We have a lot of sheep-like attributes. And if we're going to live a life of victory, if we're going to live this overcoming life that God desires us to live, then we must allow the good shepherd to lead our lives and to lead our homes. And I want to talk to you about that today. I want to give you three reasons we need a shepherd. The Bible tells us that the shepherd will shepherd my people Israel. Jesus came as a shepherd. Why do we need a shepherd? Number one is this. The shepherd is our provider, is our provider. The Bible uses the shepherd analogy in describing Jesus because the shepherd was the provider for his sheep. You see, the shepherd, he would lead the sheep. He guided the sheep. He, he fed the sheep. He provided water for the sheep. The sheep would not survive without their shepherd. And friends, we need the good shepherd providing for all of our needs. And I want to talk to you kind of a coupling the story that we're reading here in Matthew chapter 2, I want to couple it together with Psalms chapter 23. So we're going to be in Psalms 23 a great deal today as well. And the Bible says this beginning in verse number 1, the Lord is my, very personal, is my shepherd. And all throughout the Bible, as you study the scriptures, you find out the scripture talks a lot about God being the shepherd and you and I being the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Some translations say, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. God is a provider. Get that in your hearts and minds. He is a provider. He desires to meet your needs. He, he wants to be your all in all. He doesn't want you to be the shepherd of your own life. He doesn't want you to lead your own life because God knows if you try to lead your own life, you try to be the shepherd of your own life, things won't turn out very well. So God wants us to be solely dependent Upon him, and verse 2 goes on to say this, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. You see, God wants to provide green pastures for us. God wants to provide blessings for us, green pastures. He, he wants to lead us beside still waters. He wants to provide peace for us when the Lord is our shepherd he he takes care of us he he blesses us green pastures he he provides peace for us and friends what God wants to do is he wants to be our provider and I think about my life I look back at my life and I can see how God has provided I can say with all sincerity today that the Lord is my shepherd. 
and that he is a provider. I look back through my life. I, I look back and we growing up in Wewoka and I, I look even when I was far from God, how he was reaching out towards me and he was providing and saved my life and, and began to bless me in incredible ways. I, I wanted to go off to college and didn't know how I was going to actually pay for it. And the Lord is my shepherd. He provided a scholarship for me. I, I look at his provision. I, I, I got to college and I had a desire one day to get married and it didn't happen. Didn't meet anybody. My freshman, my sophomore, my junior year. I mean, I thought I liked some girls. Come on, one time I thought I was kind of in love. Anybody ever been there before? You know what I'm saying? And, and yet I'm thinking this is, this is not the one. I guess I'm not going to get married. not going to find my spouse in my senior year of college. The Lord is my shepherd. Ah, Tiffany showed up. Hallelujah. 18 years of marriage next Sunday. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I look at my four children. I don't take for granted our four children. And I just have to make a pause and say, we had six basketball games yesterday. Will you pray for your pastor? Praise God. But, but four children. And I, the Lord is my shepherd. I look at my church family that, that, that I'm able to pastor and the friends that I have. And I just, can I tell you, I look back at God's faithfulness. And it's really personal to me to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. He is a provider. He provides for his own. Number two is this. As we look at the good shepherd, why, why do we need a shepherd? Number one, he's our provider. Number two, the shepherd is our protector. He's our protector. Notice what he goes on to say in Psalms 23 and verse 3. He refreshes my soul. And I could have preached right there about how God is a provider and he will refresh your soul. Goes on to say, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Jesus wants to guide us along the right paths. He wants to protect us from hurt, harm, and danger. But sometimes, you know what happens to sheep? Because God has a right path for us that he wants to guide us on. And yet, the reason there's a right path is because there's also wrong paths. And sheep kind of have this tendency to, to, to roam away on the wrong path. They, we, sheep kind of have a tendency when, when they roam, they roam into trouble. They, they, they roam into a mess. Ba Sheep see something shiny. Ba They see something new, brand new. Ba Sheep see something pretty, real pretty. And sheep can roam. Bah! Sheep hear a noise and it gets their attention and, and sheep can, can roam towards that noise. Bah! Sheep look for quick, quick fixes. Bah! That's a quick fix. I can cut a corner and it work out. Bah! Sheep want things their way. I want it my way. I know what God's word says. I'm not really paying attention to God's word. Bah! And sheep can wander away because I want to do it my way. Bah! Sheep want it right now. I, I can't wait. I need it now. I want it now. If I don't get it now, I want it now. Bah! Because sheep want it now. They roam away on the wrong path. Bah! I know what some of you are thinking. Would you quit going bah? I know what you're thinking. You're tired of that noise, but you'll never forget this message. <laughs> bah! Sheep roam away down the wrong path, and sheep get in trouble 
They find themselves with troubled relationships and troubled emotionally and troubled financially and troubled with stress and troubled at work and troubled at home. We, we wake up because we go down the wrong path. And we wake up in, in trouble. And God's word says this, if we follow him, he'll protect us. He will guide us along the right path. Path. John talks about this in the Gospel of John in the New Testament, chapter 10 and verse 10. John says, the one who enters the gate is the shepherd. The Bible has a lot to say about sheep and shepherd. He is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them Some of you need to hear this today. God knows you by name. He knows you by name. First, middle, and last. God knows how many hair are on your head. He has them numbered. Somebody says, but I'm bald. <laughs> he sees the stuff underneath there too. Amen. Just hidden. You can't see it, but he sees what you can't see. He knows the hair on your head. He knows you by name. You need to know that about your heavenly father. He knows your name. And the scripture says he, he, he knows his sheep's name and he leads them out. Come on, everybody say out. Yeah, yeah, he leads them out because we, you know what happens? We oftentimes lead ourselves into a mess into trouble, into financial pressure, into relational stress. We lead ourselves into stuff. And the Lord, he wants to be our shepherd, the shepherd of our life, the shepherd of our home. And he wants to lead us out. Verse 4 goes on to say this. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I want you to catch this. Not only the Lord is our shepherd, not only does he want to lead us out, because as sheep, all of us can lead ourselves into trouble. We've all been there, in, in, into a mess, into problems. And God wants to lead us out. But not only that, the Bible says he's such a good shepherd that he actually wants to go before us. And he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us along the right path as we listen to his voice. He wants to guide us. He wants to protect us. The psalmist goes on to say in Psalms 23 and verse number 4, he says, he says this in the next verse. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Friends, we all face valleys. We all face dark times. We all face trouble. No matter, even if you're following Jesus, you will find yourself at times in trouble. You'll find yourself in dark valleys. But here's what the scripture goes on to say. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, the rod and the staff were were used in, in several ways. And I want to share a couple of them with you today. The, the shepherd's rod. Now, for those of you that don't know anything about sheep and shepherds, this is not a shepherd's rod. But we're going to play like it is today, all right? All right. It will be quite a bit longer than this. And, and there were 
several ways and a couple of the ways the, the shepherd would protect the sheep with the rod and the staff. One of them is the shepherd would protect the sheep from the sheep. How many of you would agree with your pastor that sometimes as sheep, we can be our own worst enemy. Come on, we can call it, we get ourselves in a mess. We, and the sheep can roam off and the shepherd could, could use the, 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 the rod and the staff to, to guide the sheep, to kind of hit them on their head and keep them on the right track. You're getting off track. And, and sometimes sheep would bite sheep. Have you ever seen that before? Sheep bite sheep. Stop that. Stop bite. Stop it. And the shepherd could use their, stop biting your your cousin, stop that. Stop lying on your cousin. Stop all that. You're gossiping. You are trouble. Stop it. And the shepherd could use the staff to protect sheep from sheep. And then the shepherd would also be able to use the staff to protect the sheep from, from animals that would want to harm the sheep, wolves or something would come, and the shepherd could use his long staff and rod to, to fend, fend off the, the, the evil ones, the, 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 the wolves attacking, or a thief trying to come at night, and they don't even see the shepherds there watching over the sheep, trying to steal a sheep. Back off my sheep! And could protect the sheep. And friends, there's an enemy that is attacking you and I. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that he's the thief. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And when the Lord is our shepherd, he can use his rod and his staff, and he'll protect us. We're his sheep, and he's looking after us, and he's protecting us from ourselves. He protects us from the evil one. Sometimes the evil one will try to use other people, and he will protect us. How many know that? God is such a good God that he's such a good shepherd that he will protect you from things that you don't even know that he's protecting you from. He's a protector. He'll, he protects you. He'll send his angels and, and he'll dispatch his angels to protect you. He will use his rod and his staff to protect. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, he will lead me beside still water. He will guide me along the right path. Sometimes I want to get on the wrong path, but he will guide me with his rod. And, and the enemy's trying to attack me, and he will use his rod and his staff to protect me. And actually, God is such a good God. Sometimes the enemy is surrounding you, and you look around, and you see the enemy everywhere. But the God, God is such a good shepherd that he will even prepare a table of victory right when the enemy is right next to you. He'll still fight for you. You think, I'm going to lose. The enemy is everywhere. God says, no, I'm preparing a table. I'm your shepherd. It goes on to say that in the very next verse, Psalms 23 and verse 5. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How many know, I don't really want to be in the presence of my enemies. But God says, sometimes the table has been set. You're in the presence of your enemies. But, but, but I am the shepherd of my sheep. And I'll prepare a table when you're in the very presence and you're surrounded by your enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. When the Lord is our shepherd, he goes before us. He helps us fight our battle. He protects us with the anointing. It says the, the oil, the anoint my head with oil. He'll put his anointing, his power on our lives. He'll lead us with his presence. He will protect us. The Lord is our protector. He's our shepherd. Number three is this. Why do we need a shepherd? Number three, the shepherd is our pursuer. He's our provider. He's our protector. 
and he's our pursuer. Notice this in Psalms 23, back in verse 3. It says, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. When the Lord is our shepherd, he guides us around, along the right paths. And as I, as I said earlier, sometimes as sheep, we roam away from God. We, we, we choose the wrong path. We, we choose to wander away from our Heavenly Father. Here's what I want you to guess, catch. I don't want you to miss this. God is not surprised by this. God knew that sheep would wander away. The Bible actually talks about this in Luke chapter number 15, verse 1 through 7. Sheep wandering away does not catch God off guard. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, beginning in verse number one, it says that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners, sheep who have wandered away, sheep who are not following God. They're not following God. They're lost sheep. And as he was eating with them, the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, Begin to murmur and complain. Why is Jesus hanging out, having fellowship, eating and drinking with sinners and tax collectors? And Jesus went on to tell a story in the form of a parable on why he was hanging out with those Pharisees and tax collectors. And Jesus said this, if a man has a hundred sheep and one ba I see something shiny ba I hear a noise ba I want it now ba my way wanders away he said will not the shepherd leave the 99 and go after Pursue the one, and the scripture says this, until he finds it. He goes into the open country. He searches through the trees and the bushes and the ticks and the snakes, and he pursues that lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds the lost sheep, he brings it back home. The scripture says he calls his neighbors and friends and he throws a party because his sheep that was lost is now found. You see, our heavenly father, he's, he's pursuing you today. You think you wandered so far away from God. No, the wonderful thing about our Heavenly Father, you think you're running from God, but God is running after you. You think, yeah, I'm running, I'm getting away from God, and God is high-telling it after you. He is pursuing the lost sheep. He is chasing them down. The Bible says it like this in Luke chapter number 19 and verse number 10. Jesus came. He was born to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus was born. Jesus left heaven and came to earth. He left glory and came to this planet. He left perfection and came for, to imperfection for one reason, to seek. He's seeking today. 
and seeking. You're, you're running, but he's seeking. You're far from God, but he's seeking. You're living your own way, but he's seeking. He's pursuing you. He's a good shepherd, and he pursues the lost sheep. And I want you to understand something. God is not pursuing you because he's mad at you, because he wants to condemn you, because he wants to ridicule you. God is pursuing you. He came to seek and to save. He's pursuing you today to save you, to wash away your sins, to forgive you, to give you a second chance in life. No matter where you find yourself today, God loves you. He's pursuing you. He's seeking after you. He wants to grab you, and he wants to bring you to bring you home today. He's a good shepherd. We need a shepherd. He's a provider. He's a protector. And he's a pursuer when we wander away.